0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you're tuning in. We are Slava and Jonathan, bringing you the SideQuest podcast, where we talk about character development, stories, and all things that are world-building. And we occasionally take side quests, because, frankly, that's how conversations work. Just as a reminder, this whole show is spoiler-heavy. So sit back, tune in, and join us on this episode of SideQuest. Mr. Sandman, tell me a dream. Tell me those things you don't seem.
1: I can't remember the song. I'll tell you what I'm dreaming of. I'm dreaming of the dark side, Jonathan.
0: I'm dreaming of a dog named Fido Dogstievsky. Yes. That was a literal <laughs> dream you had, right? I did, I did. I, Excellent. I woke up and then, wow. Well, I still woke up. Um... I'm all you straight. Woke? I'm I am now, sort of. I woke up, and literally, instead of sending my girlfriend a good morning, I sent her "What if a dog
1: was named Fido Dogstievsky?" And then, so you send me and your girlfriend a good morning text because I got the same text from you <laughs> I, every every day. And I was like, I was surprised it was a. It was a dog-related text this morning. I, well, because
0: it's a dream, and I needed to share it with somebody, and we were about to jump on the podcast 30 minutes ago, but I was a little late. So, yes, you, on Saturdays, you sit in the girlfriend category. <laughs>
1: Alright. Um, I guess I'm uh, honored. Or something. Well, you know, the rule of two, so...
0: One has power and the other one's trying to get it back. Yeah, I'll
1: let you decide who's who in this relationship. It's 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 pretty much a toss-up.
0: <laughs>
1: it's like toss the We're both home. githany. Oh. We just don't know it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, fine. So, we're changing up the format instead of just asking the same dumb question every week of, how was your week? Because, you know, we both work in high, fast-paced industries. So... What is something enjoyable that happened to you this week?
1: Huh. Oh. Something enjoyable. It's going to be food-related. I went to a Lebanese... We're all very surprised. Please continue. I went to a Lebanese restaurant yesterday, and I tried a deep-fried, full-fish deep-fried bronzini. And you've seen some of the bronzinis that I make on the grill. Yep, literally you get a bronzini, it's a white, white fish. You stuff it with rosemary, thyme, lemon, garlic, tie it up. You know, seven minutes inside on the grill, boom, rice, veggies. These folks, uh, this Lebanese restaurant, they deep fried it and on a bed of rice and some, oh my goodness, some French fries. Anyway, it was mind-blowingly delicious. So it was fried I didn't expect it to be good. I mean, I expected it to be good. I didn't expect it to be this good. Mm. And just some of the fish where the, where the skin flaked off and the actual fish meat was deep fried a little bit longer than maybe it should have been, it became like brown and crispy on, on, mm-hmm. on some parts. And those turned out very delicious. Again, I'm looking at it, I'm like, all right, this might be good. And I'm like, oh, that that's kind of overdone. Because fish is easily overdone. But... I ate everything but the bones in the head, man. It was uh, <laughs> it was really good. That was a highlight. I can't think of anything else because everything else was work or driving. Or didn't you listening learn how to, to podcast this, this week? In I'm a sorry.
0: Meeting. Didn't you learn how to podcast? Someone someone at work did a a meeting for you, and you learned all about the things that are podcast related.
1: Yeah, uh, a colleague for our foundation day, as it's called. It's a pretty much a team building and professional <laughs> development day. She went through the presentation based on her class notes from a class she's taking on podcasting.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: Did you bring back the tips? You haven't corrected me yet, so you know. No, no. She she gave a couple of tips for people starting the podcast. This podcast was featured in her presentation, so we might get some uh, listeners from from my work. I Perfect. think at least at least two people would uh will will listen just based on their reactions. And there's no no slight against those who won't listen or those who won't listen to more than one episode, but we should a couple of people uh, we should buy them bluetooth interest. speakers
0: and one play episodes on like portable usb drives that go to the bluetooth speakers and then hide them in their cars for the people who who are not going to listen and then they have and turn it on as they're leaving and then just just the full category or full catalog yeah because you know i'm done with it you know
1: what's what's a little break in entering entering to get a, <laughs> what's a little be any
0: on the weekends or the weekdays <laughs> What's the little B&E on the weekdays? Don't at me right. in the comments, unless I'm going to be
1: e your house. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. So I guess you could you could say that 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 was a a, a decent thing that happened. We we got a shout out to about thirty people. We're making uh, waves. Yeah, and listen, like we've said this to each other and on the podcast, we outside of asking our audience to share and like and subscribe and all the other good stuff that we are supposed to ask them. I haven't been making announcements that I run a podcast with you or with anybody to no more than the people that we asked in the beginning, the beta listeners. And then twice at work, it just came up naturally where, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but it came up and this was one of those times uh, where this woman knows that I run a podcast because the three of us all have podcasts and we've connected over that. And so now she tells other people about it. But other than that, nice. I, I haven't uh, haven't told anybody.
0: Well, yeah, this is... Some of
1: my friends don't know. I'm meeting with a friend <laughs> after this, and he doesn't know. And I'm not going to tell him that because I'm trying to hide it from him, but it just doesn't matter.
0: Right. Well, part of this is, you know, having some fun, reading some books, chit-chatting about it, and then part of it is kind of an experiment because we're both in marketing and, like, you know, I haven't grown anything organically in a while for myself. So it's just like, well, what... What can we do? Well we you know we can have a podcast to chat every every week and we can see if we can grow it organically, which is what we're doing. So yep. um if people like the content, they'll share it. If they don't, they won't. And that's that. We'll adjust accordingly and we'll and move on. And then we'll take over the world.
1: I like it. I like it. Book talk. Which is a nice segue into the path of destruction. Take oh, okay. the world. Okay,
0: yeah. you now you're not gonna ask me how my week was. No, it's fine, it's fine.
1: Well, 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 let's okay. Um, well, let's backtrack a little bit. Just <laughs> rewind those reels. Uh, how was your week? Well, no, forget that. We're not doing that,
0: right? But you didn't ask me the question. You didn't. You didn't reiterate the question to me. You know, right. people. What they, was the highlight of your week? I'm going to side quest on this real quick because people do this all the time. Um, people will answer the question and then they won't. We they won't hand the question back to you. And I'm just thinking, like, where is society today? Like, how. How can we just not have a basic conversation? This is not a slide of you. This is just like you'll be you'll be out and about in the world. You'll be having a conversation, you go, oh da da da. And it might even be people that you're acquainted with or friends, and then they won't ask you the same question back. Now, they don't have to, but that's the basics of conversation. That's table stakes. So it's just like they don't they don't realize that they haven't gotten the same information from you. And maybe they don't care, but I have a hard time believing that ninety seven percent of people don't actually care. Because if they're your friends, they do care, but they just haven't asked. And so my my oral presentation here is that all people are blind, lazy, and selfish. That's my that's my assessment.
1: Excellent. So all people are the Sith. Yeah. Except for the lazy part, because the Sith are, are hardly lazy.
0: Yeah, they work they work hard. Anyway, so what's the highlight of your week? Jonathan? A highlight of my week because I have to interject myself here, apparently. <laughs> That one is a slight against you. I just want to clarify which ones are and aren't so that you know. And no, the audience cuz I'm You're confused. Welcome. Yeah. Good. That's wait. Um so I've been smart housing my house, replacing outlets and switches and I just bought a motion sensor to like address the lights on and lights off that are on uh, the sorry, the lamps that are on switches or everything um... but a heater. <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not there yet. It's on the it's on the to do list though, actually. So I can I can control everything from my phone, and just like slowly automating my house, and it's pretty awesome. All my switches and outlets and stuff. I'm showing Slava a quick look at my thing here, but Very cool. um, that has been fun. It's been a fun kind of uh, experiment because I do so much digital work every day. That I want to do something with my hands, but I also really love tech, so I was on one smart home system, didn't really work out as efficiently as I wanted, and I've switched to this system, which is more costly, but it actually works. So, that's... You get what um, you pay for. You do, you do. And then another thing that's happened in the last week is I got to see a buddy of mine who's a counselor that I don't get to see a whole lot, so that was a that was a great time. It was a real good time, so... And then I had this dream about Fido Dogstievsky. Mm. I don't, I don't, I, I realize that this doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but I almost never remember dreams because I'll wake up and it's like I just blacked out and then I'm up again and I didn't have a dream. And so when I have a dream, I enjoy it. You know, this one was also a fun dream and not a nightmare. Not that those happen very often, but they have happened in the past where you go, man, I think I'm having a stress dream.
1: So, yeah, so. Are you able to control your actions in your dreams? Do you have lucid no. dreams? No, no, no. Yeah, I have very, very vivid, auditory, visu- vi- visually mesmerizing at times. Like very, let's for lack of a better term, 4K kind of dreams. I am able to control the dreams, like even like in, in my head, uh, as the character in my dream. I'm able to think thoughts and then. Vocalize them, speech, speak them. And I'm able to make, at least to me, it appears that I'm making decisions because I'm aware that I'm dreaming. A lot of times that I know I'm going to dream. And they're all, even since I was a kid, they were always vivid. They were always out there. It was never like, oh, I have a dream that I, you know, I'm on a plane to. I don't know, Hawaii. And then I get off the plane and I'm like walking around. and wow. I get a picturesque dream of Hawaii. It's never simple. And most dreams aren't like that at all. Most dreams are a little weird. Mine are a lot of weird. Like dial, the dial sits to 12. I'm not going to share my dreams here because it's not in the podcast, but <coughs> they're, uh, I'll share one. You know what? I'll share one. When I was a kid, this was a recurring dream. This is a really weird dream. I'm running from my house up a hill that's a little wooded and I'm struggling. I'm sweating. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. And I get on top of the hill And then there's the sidewalk, and across the street is the bus stop. And the school bus is just pulling back the stop arm. So the guy has picked up the kids and about to pull away. And I'm waving my arms, screaming, hey, 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 I'm here. So he stops the bus, opens his little side window, the school bus has, takes out an AK-47 and kills me. (sighs) Then I wake up. That was a recurring dream when I was like 11 years old. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all like that. I mean, I don't die in all of them, but they're all just very vivid. So they're
0: they're absurd. They're not weird. Because I would consider a weird dream to be like Salvador Dali dreams.
1: I've had stuff like that, too. But what you've just
0: described, I would consider more an absurdist dream. Sure. If we can use conversational uh, or if we can use the philosophical rhetoric. Yeah. Fair. Interesting. Interesting. I have had some dreams that end up coming true, not play by play, but the essence of them comes true. So prophetic dreams happen sometimes, which is why I always try to take note of my dreams, because sometimes they're that, but sometimes they're just stress dreams. So it's interesting. Well, now that you remember
1: this one, if you meet a talking dog, Fido Dogstievsky! And if he if he tells you a story that sends you into existential dread, <laughs> then there you go.
0: There we there go. There go. <laughs> I I don't think anybody who dreams regularly doesn't understand those of us who don't dream regularly.
1: Yeah, I have a dream every night.
0: Yeah, I'm like I know science says that we dream every night, but I I don't. You know, and and it's possible that I do and it just like it literally blacks out before I Wake up. That's a, that's certainly a possibility, but uh, yeah, I just I think it's curious because I think it'd be fun to lucid dream. I would I would be having a l- lot of fun with Bridge Four and work out all my stresses there. But that's not the case. So, non sequitur over to uh, Mister Darth Bane. Now that I've gotten to Lord, shared.
1: Lord, Lord Bane, or right. Darth Bane, Dark Lord Bane. Dark Lord Bane.
0: Because we don't use those titles here.
1: Yep. (laughs) That's antiquated. When the Force wasn't as strong, or so they say. Yes.
0: All right, so where'd we leave off? We left off, you had a busy week, weren't able to fit all 15. So the book is like roughly 30 chapters, and we were going to do 15 on the first episode. And I wrapped up the book, actually wrapped up two books, and then some extra chapters. I just want to reiterate that, Slava, that I,
1: I was able to... Because you. you listen at 2.75 speed or whatever you said <laughs> so yes if i was rain man i would also be able to <laughs> to listen to books although i did listen to finish in time i did listen to it at 1.85 speed and it's doable right it's doable yeah except con sounded like uh what's that actress i told oh, I oh sent you, you texted right text right me about it yeah oh my gosh what's whatever there? look it
0: up but you you look at the text again but it's and and people so I, i'm sure i've mentioned this before people tell me oh well audiobooks aren't my thing i can't focus blah 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 and i go hold up you just spent 12 years and if you went to college an additional 4 possibly 6 so 18 years up to 18 years sitting in a classroom listening to someone badger at you from the front and you were expected to retain that information you 100% can listen to something and retain the information you don't oh, yeah. want to and that's a different thing. And that's fine. And not everybody has to audiobook. We're all very busy, though. And I think that it's utterly important to continue learning. So, I mean, this isn't... I mean, this is just a fun podcast, right? But continue reading. I use audiobooks for everything. I use it for self-help. I don't... like—I Actually, I would call it self-development because I don't consider it self-help because I hold my values differently than that because I don't want to be a victim in my life. But, yeah, I think that people can audiobook and i've been encouraging my girlfriend to do it because there's just too much information like for the for the state of where we're at versus where we want to go as people you've got to continue to gain the right information and you can do that research or you can do the research find 3 or 4 books and then just devour them via audiobook and then continue moving on with your life and if you retain 65% of it that's about as much as you'd probably retain from standing in a class or sitting in a classroom, watching someone stand in front of you and-, and badger at you with whatever information they're telling you. So like it's equivalent.
1: Yeah. No. I've i as a kid I devoured audio books, so I'm very comfortable with them. And it was my... Carol Channing, Carol, Carol Channing, Channing, the actress. Yeah. And if if you know, you know. So Khan, at one point eight five speed sounds like Carol Channing. Nice. One of my first audio books not like radio dramas was the Hobbit okay yep uh, what my, my this is gonna sound a little weird maybe to some people my first audiobook, I think was a Tom Clancy novel <laughs> as a kid because I like Tom Clancy I like spy as a kid I like spy movies and then I watched the Red, Red October and I realized hey this was actually a book and I didn't listen to the Red October audio book I read I think the clear and present danger. Mm. or something like that. It was one of the long ones. I listened to that one, Tom Clancy, and then I listened to a bunch of Stephen King stuff, and I think I did maybe The Lord of the Rings on audiobook, and a bunch of them. I, I don't remember now. And then in high school, I kind of dropped off from a lot of reading and audiobooking, and then picked it back up after high school.
0: So The Hunt for Rad October, a couple things about that. I actually went to uh, film school, and the film school I went to the... Guy who started it, Jerry Sherlock, was an executive producer on the Hunt for Red October. It's the only film he's ever made, which I thought was interesting. But I still paid him to go to film school. Okay. <laughs> and then Alec Baldwin shot him. <laughs> okay, I was going to get to that because I haven't I haven't followed up the updates. Um, for those who don't know, Alec Baldwin was on a film set, and the weapons were not properly cared for he was not just an actor he was also a producer on there and he ended up actually shooting someone to death on this film set and the latest update at least from this first article that I clicked is that they have reduced he's still being charged with manslaughter category one which I think is like accidental maybe it's not but they've reduced it where he won't have a possible five years imprisonment as well which is interesting, so we don't have to sidetrack a uh, side quest on that no, for those
1: four uh, for those four listeners who do not know that Alec Baldwin <laughs> accidentally shot somebody on a film set yeah, yeah, that I just made fun of
0: you did, you did, and it's not a dream that you get to control where they're shooting an a k at the local actors yeah,
1: I was killed the, in that- dr- in that dream I was killed, so you could be a sith lord i, I, I after reading uh Bane's Rise to uh, something. Sithdom? Sith. Yeah. Sithdom. It was interesting, just a quick note on that, and we can continue because let you finish. The book made it interesting to read about the dark side. Like, it, Not that I'm like, oh, wow, it like humanized the, the Sith. That's not what I'm saying. But I was like, oh, okay, I, I get it. This is kind of a... Interesting take. It wasn't um, it gives too heavy context on for, Jedi.
0: Yeah, and and honestly, one of the things that we always vote people in the Oscars is, you know, excellent acting as the bad guy. Because I think deep down we all understand that even if you're an evil human, someone who's decided to, quote unquote, become a monster, you know, and the, and the easy pick out is a Mao, uh, a Hitler, you know, some sort of Castro not Castro, Saddam, Castro. Was, um, yeah, Saddam Hussein was who I was thinking of, but that's only because I don't know as much about Castro. But yeah, communist Saddam.
1: dictators are communist
0: dictators, man. That's fair. I did read the Dictator's Handbook to prepare, which is honestly kind of a fun book because it's really a basic, a basic framework. You have your in crowds and your out crowds, and you keep your in crowds happy, but you don't give them too much power. But then they also help you stay in power because one of those in crowds needs to be the military. That's that's the book in. Four sentences. But it humanizes them in a way, and it gives you understanding, and humanizes, there's probably a better way to say it, but humanizes is how I'll say it anyway, where you gain understanding. I don't want to say empathy, but understanding of where they're coming from and why, even though you cannot agree with it. Because the whole book, and and just like you pointed out, the whole book is about the Sith, and so they're the hero, if you will, in this
1: book. Right. Right, right. So, super interesting on that. Yeah, they're, they're, you get their POV more than anything else. Even when you get Jedi POVs, they're not as intricate, I will say, as the POV of the Sith, the two Sith that you really get a lot of uh, yeah um, time with, which is Bane and, uh, what's her name, Githany.
0: Yeah, all right, so let's quick run on the plot again. So, Bane gets rescued from his mining camp. He finds his way to get an invitation over to
1: the Sith School, School of Darkness. He Well, he first become a sergeant in the Sith Army.
0: Yes. Then he
1: disobeys an order and he does and he's correct in disobeying that order and then Right. then he gets pulled into the school. He excels at the school. Then he kills somebody at the school too. Or no, he almost kills somebody. Yeah, he so he excels. Kills somebody.
0: No, 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 he he killed him. He excels. He duels someone. And then kills them, and then has this moment of consciousness, con- conscience, conscience, uh, where he's like, "Man, I don't know if I should have killed that person." Those are the rules, and then he gets like kind of a slap on the wrist because the school, although it's alluded to, I don't see it done in the plot at all, where the students are encouraged to get a leg up on their enemies without getting caught, which. I mean, if you're teaching a school for espionage, that makes sense. It was kind of alluded to, but never done, unless I
1: missed something. I don't think you missed anything.
0: That would have been a fun thing to to add, right? Like it was talked about, but it became just kind of like world setting rather than a piece of the
1: story. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, uh, and then after he killed the person, they're like, "No, it's fine." <laughs> kind of slap on the wrist, and then. Remind me of the transition that happens where they like excommunicate him.
1: Well, he loses a duel to somebody who's stronger than him. Yeah. And he gets his ass beat. Like, Brody Wadensville, whatever that guy's broken name. Broken legs. Yeah. And then he becomes kind of the pariah of the school. And he begs his former master to teach him in private. And then Githany trying to use him for her own machinations begins to teach him too and by being taught by both of them he regains his sensitivity to the force, goes beyond both of them, surpasses, surpasses, yeah, surpasses both the of them. The masters. And uh realizes that Githany is out for herself and also uses her for his Yeah. His efforts
0: or his goals. It's it's almost a little like um the Joker in Harley Quinn. Not a entirely, but a little bit.
1: A little bit. It's got the flavor they, of it. The very, yeah, uh, definitely a slight flavor of it. Although Harley Quinn is definitely uh, in love with the Joker, and yeah, doesn't yeah. Try, doesn't try to poison don't, him.
0: Don't pull it apart. I mean, it's. I said a flavor. I didn't say exact. It's a flavor.
1: Well, you know me. I pull things apart like Nambalat and Krabs. Um, there it
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> he should be at the Sith Academy.
1: Dude, yeah, he'd no fit kidding.
0: right in. He wouldn't be very well ranked, but he'd fit right in.
1: No, he'd be one of the minions that you know run into a Jedi. He'd be, uh, he'd
0: be part of the Sith army, but not at the Sith Academy,
1: right? Absolutely.
0: One of the things Bane does, though, is he spends a lot of time in the archives. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, I like that. In addition to all his stuff before his fall after his so-called, well, so-called fall, because he, he gets his butt beat by this guy, but he comes back pretty quickly. Prior to that, and after that, and during that, he spends a lot of time in the academy learning the old ways of the Dark Force, like learning from the old masters, Dark Lords, and realizes that the new Brotherhood has been corrupted, because everybody's kind of equal, and it really dilutes the power, where there should only be one or two. He he later says two to rule them all. One with the centralized power and the second one to kind of always desire that power. So like an apprentice. Yeah. I like that. It makes the story interesting. It's not just this kid who gets rescued from the mines, has the force, and then just goes around excelling at everything all the time. So he has to learn. He has to take a different approach than the rest of the folks to set him on a different path. And that opens him to do the things that be Drew K, you know, writes write, write how he writes a story for, uh, for yeah. Bane.
0: what do you think about the fact that, well, so I guess I want to pause I have found that I really enjoy when books drive the characters back to the archives, Quoth goes to the archives to try to gain knowledge, Bane goes to the archives to try to gain knowledge, Corrin kind of does in Arcane Ascension but this idea of and Linden definitely does in Unsold and the Cradle series. He's always looking for additional manuals or, or things to learn from because, and, and I think we've lost this in society, right? Like, we don't try to go back and learn from history anymore. And frankly, you know, the, it's it's cheesy to say, I think, well, it's probably not because we don't say it anymore. But like, if you don't go back and learn history, you're doomed to repeat it. And because humans are lazy, blind, and what did I say? Lazy, blind, and selfish because we are we are unless you actively are working against your entropy of your soul and trying to pursue wisdom and make difficult choices and be healthy and not retort emotionally when someone's not having a good day whether it's about you or not because most of the time it's not about you plot twist so it's just like oh hey maybe they just found out that their mom has cancer and like they're serving you starbucks but they have a real bad attitude your question should be Approached with curiosity, and you go, hey, are you okay? Because it's not about you. And that's, and this is literally, and I think um, Pascal, and I love Pascal, I've, I've talked about him a dozen times, and I'll talk about him a dozen more. Like Pascal talks about this, which is, we're so selfish. We're so vain to think that everything's about us. No, the woman serving you Starbucks is not upset at you. They just had some bad news and they're trying to do their day job so they don't get fired, She's not doing a great job in this hypothetical. But they have an attitude with you. It's literally not about you 98% of the time. So, like, you're not that important,
1: bucko. Anyway, I would make a very good Seth. Yep. No, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. There, There's always an exception to every... Well, not to everything. There's exceptions to some things, but I think you're right. Not everything is about you. Now, there's shitty baristas who act like complete jackasses, and the flip side of that coin is irrespective of your grandma with her cancer, Mm -hmm. doesn't give you the right to talk to people like garbage just because you're going through something. Yeah, yeah. Emotional regulation. Take a day off, take a day off if grandma's so important or get me my freaking flat white and stop bitching. There's two sides to this. And I want to stress that there's not two sides to every story. That, That gets thrown around a lot. And no, no, it's not. Sometimes people are just assholes. But you can react to this barista, whether it's grandma or a stick up her ass, you can react to it by not, by not letting that feed into your own ego either. Yeah. You don't have to put her in her place or no. talk to the manager or anything. You'd be like, all right, whatever. Give me my coffee. I'm gone. I'll never see you again. Right. And you always have the opportunity not to react in kind. You don't have to whatever engage whatever emotionally. Is. You just don't. Yes.
0: People can invite you into their drama or they can invite you into their bad day and you go, hmm, that seems like a lot more, that seems more costly to me than the $15 Starbucks drink I just bought. So I'm going to exactly. go with no. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the yep. no on that one. That one, People don't understand this. I don't know where I learned it, but I, I learned it at some point of just like, someone can be inviting you into drama, and you can go, no, and just walk away. You just walk away. You just go, I'm not going to do this. Nope. Yep.
1: I'm just not going to engage. See ya. And you're gone.
0: Yeah. Just like Bane did. He's like, I need to go back and figure out the, the graveyard. I don't know. I don't remember what it was called. Some planet where the... Sith will, were buried and so the per- presumption is that there's a bunch of Dark Lord power there and he's going to tap into it, but his superiors wouldn't let him because they're like, it's gone. The Dark Lord power has already been taken millennia ago. Ba bah, bah, bah. And he's like, no, nah, there's something here because he was doing the reading, going back and learning from history instead of doomed to repeat it and the Sith being unable to continue in, in power.
1: And he decides that they all must die. Like a true Sith. Like, like a a very, tr- <laughs> very, like, all right, y'all suck, and you're all going to die, and then I'm going to start over. Originally, yeah. my friend
0: Matt, who recommended this book, told me that, he told, he kind of like gave me a very brief overview about the Rule of Two, but I think I made some broad stroke assumptions in my own mind about the Rule of Two, where I thought it was a collection of sets of twos, where there's the Master and the Apprentice, scattered throughout the galaxy, which I think would also be, I mean, it's a little bit like fiefdoms at that point where you're kind of you have to work with additional Sith still to achieve your goals, potentially. But then it's a a lot more chaos. And so I, I think I just filled in a bunch of blanks. But now having read it, it's different. It's just the, the master and the apprentice and this tension between
1: power. Well this is a trilogy. So the second book in the series is called The Rule of Two. So apparently, Mr. Bane achieved something. I don't know. I haven't read the book. And like I said, I have no idea about Star Wars canon. Yeah, neither do I. What I read here and there about this book, at first it wasn't considered canon, and then it was, and it's been adopted as canon by whoever is in charge of adopting. Because he's still alive. Yeah. my guess. Whoever whoever is in charge of adopting works of a franchise into the franchise's canon. It was a comic book. Dot com or comics.com. It was some kind of blog, but it looked pretty official. It wasn't like Jonathan's blog on the side or Slava's blog right. on something else. It looked like an official comic-related blog. This was 2012. It said that Bane's story, as written by Kay, Drew Kay here, has been adopted as canon, if memory serves me right, which is now two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess we're... To finish off this little uh, dialogue on it, I really liked him going back to the archives, how he learned quickly. And again, this is part of the pace of the book. And I said before we started recording that Drew K. writes this book as he would have written a scenario for a video game. I'm convinced that's why the book has the pace that it has. He learns. I like that he he learns. And because of the pace, he learns very quickly. And he uses what he learns effectively. 100%. 100%. So I, I like that.
0: 100%. And I
1: also made the connection to Quoth when I was reading listening to it. I'm like, ah, interesting. Or just like Quoth like spending a lot of times in the academy which yeah. for these Sith it was frowned upon because eh that's a uh, old fuddy-duddy Sith we don't need to learn anything from them.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's something about ancient knowledge though like don't repeat the past if you don't have to. You don't have to learn every lesson by experience. You really don't. That's literally a choice of your own ignorance, your own pride, stopping Mm -hmm. you. And I've had this conversation with people a dozen times where it's like, because I'm realizing it constantly in my life, that you can either go and learn something from a mentor or a coach or, you know, frankly, just people who are ahead of you and go, okay, what is that person doing that I'm not doing because they're one step ahead of me? And you can do some just basic critical thinking. And I've had to do this in jobs before where it's like, look, I'm doing more work than this other person. And it's higher quality. But they have a better title and better pay. And I have to sit down and go, okay, calm down. Take a step back. What are they doing that you're not doing? And it's like, oh, they're doing this thing and they're doing this thing. But I think those things are dumb. And you go, exactly. And this is like a conversation I have with myself. Exactly. And that's why you don't have the title or the raise. And it's like, really? It's that simple? It's like, yep. So you have to choose. Are you going to get over your pride and get over yourself? Or are you going to sit here and I do more work than them? Which is fine if it's true. It's irrelevant. And it could be true, but... Right. It it could be true. But it doesn't matter if the powers that be want to see those two skills. Then if you're not doing them, then yeah, you don't get the title raise. And you don't get the pay raise. That's it. Get over yourself. And this is a conversation I have with myself all the time. It's like, well, you know, I want to lose weight. Like, all right, fine, cool. Are you going to change your diet? Well, no. Okay, then you don't really want to lose weight. Are you going to exercise more? <laughs> no. I mean, okay, then you're not. And you just got to be starkly honest with yourself. And it's okay. Like, you can know something's good for you and still choose to go, eh, I don't really want to. That's right. fine. That's exactly right. Bring me home here. Bring bring me back. Bring us I, home. I, 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 side quest.
1: So, side quest over, Darth Bane, now that he has this knowledge or knowledge of the knowledge, right? He decides to leave the Brotherhood. Well, first, he kicks the ever loving daylights <laughs> out of the guy who kicked the ever living daylights out of him, you know, weeks before. Sarlock or, or Siron or, or. Siron, something like that. Sea Rock. And Sea Rock, right. Rock. And yeah. then. And then he leaves to go Grave to the Valley of the Bones, Valley of the Dead, the equivalent of that. Finds nothing, decides that he has to go to a distant planet where there's a Sith temple, gets there, and absorbs the knowledge from a hologram. Revan. Uh, We gotta pause on Revan for
0: a minute because Revan, I texted my buddy Matt. Did you wait sorry, finish. Sorry.
1: No, let me finish and then we'll 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 jump back to him. Okay. So he does that, he gets the knowledge from Revan. And then at this point, both Khan and Githany are trying to get him to join them. And maybe if he doesn't, we'll kill them. And then somebody sent somebody, his former master sent to kill him. And all this, he even uses all this to set up the brotherhood. That's what I was going to say. And ended there, and we can go back to, to Revan now.
0: Yeah, so Revan actually goes on to explain the rule of two, where there's one master and one apprentice, and that would allow the Sith to stop uh, to stop infighting and to concentrate on only destroying the Jedi and conquering the galaxy. Quick, quick side quest, and then I want to get back to Revan. Did you see the article, it was probably a month ago, where the Taliban has become frustrated <laughs> about working yes. desk jobs? Yes. So we pulled out, the U.S. pulled out of <laughs> Afghanistan and left a bunch of stuff there. <clears throat> it was a big political hullabaloo. So the Taliban finally get what they've always been fighting for, which is their country back and like, all right, good for you, you know. And then now they're they've been tweeting and complaining that they have to work desk jobs. They can't afford rent in their own cities and they have to to uh commute in and then one guy was like i didn't get paid because i didn't show up to work and i'm just like you guys this is what we've been living for decades
1: no the fact the fact that forget the fact that he complained about not getting paid for not working the fact that there's already a bureaucracy within the taliban (laughs) that flagged him for not working and Doctus pay is <laughs> just, it's like an SNL skid. This is like, forget SNL, this is Monty Python level. Monty Python, yeah, yeah, yes. You know? Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they,
0: they, they finally got, it's just so funny. And so I think about, you know, we're going to conquer the galaxy. So, okay, the Sith finally defeat the Jedi. Now what? Now they're going to run, they have to also run, you have to run everything. And now it'd be more of a dictatorship. But... Yeah. Come on, man, and we and we like the story of the power struggle. So I'm not going to diminish that, but it's just funny. Like they finally got they wanted, and they're like, actually, it was a lot easier when we were just yeah. on jihad yeah. or whatever. Uh, right, like Lord Bain, article, I need you to sign
1: these procurement forms for. Did you get those TPS spaceships? reports
0: done before <laughs> we? We can't send these guys off on a mission unless you signed the paperwork. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just crazy. Yeah. Okay. Back to Revan. We're only allotted fourteen thousand gallons of whatever per month. Like oh we exceeded that, Darth Bane. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, we like only get fourteen thousand. Chokes gallons him into of... force. Like, yeah. There you go. You yeah. gotta stop
1: killing your secretaries, Darth Bane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't. They don't want the power enough.
0: Yeah. They don't want the power enough. Oh goodness. So Revan... Uh, yes. so, so Bane goes to Korriban, which is, or sorry, he left Korriban and went to the planet Lahone. And he did a search and he finds this holocron of Darth Revan and Revan tells Bane that there's too many Sith. And it's almost like he's having, even though it's this pre-recorded thing, it's almost like he's having this conversation with, uh, you know, past Revan who tells him the rule of two where there's one master, there's one apprentice. there's a, It stops the infighting and concentrates on destroying the Jedi and conquering the galaxy. Well, Bane takes all this to heart to the point where he's like reciting these things back to himself just so that he retains it and he's also like not eating or drinking which is something that they note and so he travels back to the Brotherhood school and starts to unravel his whole scheme to make the rule of two a thing again and then he'll be Darth Darth Bane but there's also yep. and we we briefly alluded to this earlier they removed the titles from Darth from the Sith, to be Darth, anything, and they were just Dark Ones or Dark Lords or whatever. So he's bringing it back. He's going all vintage and bringing back the legacy of Darth everything. And similar to you, I don't really know enough about Star Wars to know where this falls timeline-wise, but my friend Matt has Revan tattooed on his arm, and I thought it was interesting that There's a lot of information about Revan in this book, and it it makes you ask questions. made me ask questions. We went, okay, Revan has become the oracle or the wise old man guide in this book to Bane to bring him back to the path, to set him straight, and it's just interesting because now I want to know about Revan and go, okay, well, where did this all start? I also want to know how the trilogy ends, which is good. And, and you've touched on it as well, where it's like the pacing was phenomenal. There was no oh, yeah. dull points. Matt said, though, he said uh, there's a few moments of pacing issues, I think, in book two and then book three. But he said they don't last long, which is good. But it's it's a fun, fast pace. This was the equivalent to me of like a nice, a good quality action movie. There's enough plot to keep you interested. It's There's enough action. There's enough intrigue. Right. But it's not too, I don't know if you ever watched Gray Man on Netflix? Um, No. I don't have Netflix. Oh, oh, right, right, right.
1: Yeah, Apple TV and Hulu.
0: Okay, So, Gray Man is like, if you and I went out today to shoot an action movie and we had a $3 million budget and we already had the location secured, that would be the action movie. There's like no plot. It's just like, I have to go get this item. Why? It doesn't matter. I just have to go get it because of Previous boss set me up, and now I've got to step out him and blow up things, and then they're gonna release the hound, who's gonna come and get him. It's it's your classic, like there's no there's no depth here. It's explosions, but not enough fun. Like it wasn't not fun, but it wasn't as fun as the trailer makes it
1: out to be. So gotcha. Anyway, yeah. now there's few movies. There's a lot of good movies that don't do that, but there and that's okay. Whatever, if you enjoy a movie, you enjoy a movie. It's a good movie, right, it's a good right. movie. But there are some movies that might necessarily not win an Oscar, but they're paced so well. There, There's no fluff. There's no 20-minute expositions. There's no, I guess fluff is the only word that comes to mind. No? Right, right. I'm trying to think of the movie that, uh, that came to mind like 30 seconds ago, and now I forgot it. That's fine.
0: You brought something up off screen here that you didn't really like the deus ex machina at the back end of the book. No, I didn't. Bane defeats the Sith, and I thought Githany was going to be his number two. That didn't happen. So like, run us through the the deus ex machina. Well, first,
1: tell tell the audience what deus ex machina is. Deus ex machina is God in the Machine, or God from the Machine, I think roughly translated. And it's become an expression when... Something happens in a movie or a story where the guy that gets is uh, fighting something needs to get away from something, and he does it in such a miraculous way that it defeats even if you suspend, you know, suspend all believability or suspend all logic for the sake of the story because it's in a different world, different rules apply. And if you suspend that, even for the context of the world that the people created that you're watching a movie or reading a book. Even for that setting, it's just nonsensical. It's almost too easy. So that briefly is deus ex machina. So after Giffany dies, which was a surprise to me, and I was like, oh, cool. All right, so this sets up Bane to find another apprentice. And wow, Bane's going to kill all of them, actually. And then I was like, "Ah, but see, all of them, really? All of them die, and he's the only one left? So I was like, "Ah, that kind of sucks. But I'm glad Beth Giffany is dead. Not because I had anything against her, but because that's a good plot twist. That 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 that's a decent thing. It sets up Bane for more yeah, I intrigue, that more adventure. He has to do more stuff now. And then as he's walking back to his ship, having killed everybody and a bunch of Jedi. By everybody I mean all the Sith there and a bunch of Jedi, including like a Jedi master, he's walking and he finds a little girl who uses the force to like kill a couple of guys. And I forget why, because Something happens, and she gets mad. The, their spaceship crashes, and out of anger, she kills, like, two people or two things, whatever the hell it was. Was it, was it like, an animal or people that she killed? She, no, she killed two Jedi. She killed two Jedi, right? Yeah, Jedi scouts yeah. in a fit of anger. Right. There you go. So she kills two scouts in a fit of anger, and as Bane walking up, he sees the carnage of the crash. He sees this little girl crying and holding her stepbrother, or whoever, and then sees two Jedi killed, and he's like, puts two and two together. Oh, this could be my apprentice. And she's like, yes, I'll be your apprentice. Teach me your ways, Dark Lord. And I was like, okay, um, <laughs> great. And I still liked it. I want to read this the, the trilogy now, just like you. I'm interested. Yeah. But I felt like I was a letdown. How was, Even if it ended quickly... I, I wanted it to be more of a cliffhanger. If if I'm being qu- quite honestly, leave it as a cliffhanger. Like, have him just, like, walking away towards the ship. Then in the prologue, in the second book, do a little bit of an elaborate story of how he gets this girl. Maybe he sure. s- rescues her, and he kills the Jedi, but she helps him because the Jedi kind of outnumber him, and then she kills a bunch of them with the power, and he's like, oh, little girl, come with me. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly. I'm not Drew. I've never written a book, sure, but sure. I, I have the right to critique the crap I'm reading. <laughs> this, is what the, this is what the podcast is about, partly, just discussing it. Well, that's honestly I felt...
0: how I felt about that moment where after you said it, I was like, yeah, okay. Because it's like two Jedi scouts. Okay, well, if they're Jedi at all, like being defeated by a little girl seems like, meh, okay, all right. Like,. even if she uses a blaster or something like that, you know, like something else where you killed my brothers, I'm going to get back at you or he's in a fight with them and she helps, you know? Yeah. Something like that seems a little more believable than, Oh, she also has so much power that she could kill people who are two Jedis.
1: Yeah. If that was an easy ending after an unbelievably complex and intense fight with the Sith, I would have given him that and saying, "Okay, this is a little bit of a uh, here's a cookie for the what you've done here." But at the end of the day, he just tricks these selfish little bastards to destroy themselves. Walks away from the explosion, and, yeah, and then Thought finds bomb. the girl who can you know who can kill a people with her mind. It's probably a and, due date.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I were to guess, it's probably like due date came up, didn't have the ending he wanted because, like, let's give credit. I mean, the guy's done a lot of work that sure. people have millions yeah. of people have enjoyed. So you know didn't he was on deadline that's that's the way that i run the scenario where it's like all right he was on deadline he had to get something in because they were like we've got to ship this book and so it's just like um all right this works it's not great but yeah. it works you know
1: yeah and listen again i would recommend the book yeah i enjoyed too. reading the me book too. just because and i still want to read the next book and the one after that right just because i didn't like the ending doesn't mean yeah you still want to know what happens. lost and that's right yeah. yeah
0: yeah you're not gonna throw out the baby with the bathwater Eat no, the fish. Eat the oh, you full circle. Eat the fish. Spit out the bones.
1: Yeah, very good. A little and fried
0: zini over here.
1: There you go. There you go. And because I've enjoyed his other work, because he was a uh, the story storyboard person or the somebody important on the dark space.
0: Dark space. The dark space.
1: Dark it's space. the new no, Facebook
0: where you go to the dark space.
1: Uh, hold on. I need hold ten on. minutes. Need to... I'm going to my dark space. Um, Drew. Drew, Drew, Drew. Where are you, Drew? Carpishin, Drew Carpition, a scenario game writer, Bioware. Oh, Mass Effect. That it is. That's it. like I have enjoyed all the Mass Effects, and I enjoy the stories, like you know, in the games and the games. I've benefited from his work and enjoyed it greatly. So it's not. This is not like, hey, carpition you know, you suck now. Just right. Whatever happened, happened. Uh I think the ending could have been better but overall enjoyed the hell out of the book. For so, a guy who doesn't care about Star Wars as as a whole, right. I'm, I was always Picard. Give me give me Star Trek Next Generation, give me Picard. And I was I don't think purist is the right word because it sounds like I'm crawling up my own ass and I'm You're not, a
0: strong but. hobbyist enthusiast.
1: Yeah, and I was really when it came to Star Trek, I was a big fan. I watched all the Next Generation. When the others started coming out, like Star Trek Voyager and the old Star Trek rerun started, you know, popping up, I really didn't give them the time of day. So whatever, maybe a time will come where I'll re-watch the other Star Trek shows too. But I never cared one bit for Star Wars. And not because I hate Star Wars or have some kind of, I, I wasn't like, I'm only a Star Trek fan and Star Wars sucks. It wasn't I wasn't part of that yeah argument ever. Never had a dog in that fight. I just really liked Picard and I just stuck with watching all the Picard stuff. But, having said all that, I was really intrigued with this world. I kind of want to know a little bit more about Star Wars. I don't know if I'll watch the movies, but I'll definitely read some more books. Right. Drew made this interesting.
0: Yes. Agreed. I just pulled up the ratings on Amazon. It's a 4.8 on every book of this trilogy. Each book is a 4.8. It's actually quite fascinating to me. Each book has over 3,000 reviews. So, the first book that we just read, 4,600 reviews, 5 stars, 83%. 4 stars, nice. 13%. Now, he- hear me out here. Second book, 4.8 rating, 82% 5 stars, 14% 4 stars. That's still 96% between the two of them. Third book, 83% 5 stars, 13% 4 stars. Still 48 So each book is 96% four to five star rating, primarily five star. That's consistency. That's huge. Like I'm really impressed because we just read this book and, you know, the people who've read the first one, there's clearly like a drop off, at least from the ratings of about 1200 people. But after that, it's consistent, over 3300 each time. Drew's got to have something going on here if if the story can be consistent and people will give it the same rating because they got the same feeling from the first book. You know, we get the first album and then the second album usually sucks because it doesn't have the same feel as the first album. But in this case, it looks like it does. Kind of excited. But we'll probably come back around and read books two and three at some point.
1: Yeah, well, I'm looking at uh, book two now, and it's only nine bucks for the audio narration. If you buy the Kindle and the audio narration, it's like twelve bucks or something like that—thirteen bucks.
0: Nice. Well, we'll come back to it because we've got um, we've got more Gradle. books to read. Yes, I can't wait. That's what we're doing next, right? I, I can't remember our list.
1: Yeah, Cradle, we're doing the Cradle. I think one or two books of the Cradle and then I get to decide a couple books. I still yep. have to think about what I want to discuss. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Well, this has been Darth Bane. We're going to have a guest episode next. We're going to bring on Matt, my friend who recommended the book, and he's going to tell us everything Star Wars. He's going to tell us all about the Star Wars.
1: <laughs> yep. I can't wait. Uh, I think he's going to actually drop some set some your nice information. To, uh, was that i said set your phasers to stun
0: there you go i think he's gonna actually drop some fun information to us about revan because he's got a tattoo and he's read i think he said all the star wars books oh wow so he's he's pretty deep in the intellectual property that is star wars and honestly this us reading this started from kind of a little exchange between the two of us where i said hey i'd like you to read the way of kings we're doing a podcast on it i think you'll really enjoy the world and he's like, well, I'll read The Way of Kings if you read Path of Destruction. And I said, all right, well, we'll we'll dive into it. Not thinking a whole lot about it, just exactly because the rant you went earlier where it's just like, eh, I mean, Star Wars is fine, but, you know, it's not my thing. And now it's like, oh, no, I, I'm actually intrigued. I'd like to read the, uh, the other two books, you know, so we'll probably get around to it.
1: Yep. Well, a quick, quick little uh, side quest here. Revan, according to Wikipedia... Is created was created by Drew Carpition, and he is he was a Jedi Master and became a Dark Lord of the Sith. Uh
0: Aha, yes.
1: So, and he is in a video game for BioWare for which Mr. Carpition worked. So, a former veteran Jedi Knight who lived during the Old Republic era, approximately 4,000 years before the Skywalker saga. The Sith Lord Raven forms a Sith Empire to conquer the galaxy contending with the Republic's armies only to be betrayed and left for dead by Darth Malak and subsequently captured by Jedi who erase Raven's memory and replace them with a false identity. Huh? That sounds interesting. As part of the Jedi's plan to have Raven rejoin their ranks and help defeat Malak and his empire. Yeah, that's part of that's the video game uh synopsis though, that's not I don't know how how that relates to actual oh, I was gonna war. Ask you, that was a book series. That's from Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. And again, I'm only basing this on Wikipedia, which is not always accurate. But when I hit uh, Darth Raven's hyperlink from the book, it took me to this page. I'm sure the video game took some some information, some context from the books too, or vice versa. Uh,
0: Interesting.
1: Yep. But this Wikipedia entry is the one for the video game, so I don't know how much of it is actually related to the book, but probably a little bit.
0: Yeah, chicken, and, chicken anyway. and the egg.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Cool, Jonathan, <laughs> is, Darth Bane. It. Darth Bane, God bless him. Sith bless him. <laughs> Something bless him. I don't know. Darkness overwhelmed
0: their withered soul. There it is. Goodbye, good people.